In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin getting ready for the Super Bowl coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about that and Joe Woods here in one moment. Daryl. Mobile sports betting, finally legal here in the state of Ohio. BetQL is here to help make you the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to BetQL.com or downloading the BetQL app and claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sports book offers. And I'm sure my bets being laid down for this weekend's game, Super Y Reddit article today, like just record amounts. I, I love this, like, they're, they're, you know, record amounts. Let, let's let's put this uh, in the proper context. I don't know that it's record amounts of cash, but it's record amounts of known above board cash being laid down. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we could say it's record cash being laid down on the Super Bowl because, well, you know, I'm sure a lot of stuff. Uh, I never participated, but I'm sure across this great nation of ours, there may have been some. Uh, recreational purposes only uh, activities going on leading up to Super Bowls for the uh, previous, I don't know, what are we on, 57? So 56 of them. Yeah, you know what I want to do here? Um, I don't think I'll lose my... Uh, I, you want to go through some of the prop bets? I've got some of those too, or do you want to do those later this week? Yeah, we can do those later this week. All right, we'll do them later this week. I mean, there's some good ones like uh, two-minute warning. Will the clock stop exactly at two minutes on the two-minute warning? Um, will there be a first down in the first play game? So we'll go through a bunch of those later in the week. All right, I, I want to talk about uh, another subject with you because I know it's near and dear to your heart. And as a New Orleans Saints fan, I bet you are just ecstatic <laughs> that Joe Woods is the new defensive coordinator in New Orleans. Daryl, tell us, as a child of the city of New Orleans and a longtime Saints fan, which, by the way, is the only helmet that has a plant on it, um, please tell me that you're excited about Joe Woods going to New Orleans. I uh, I took a couple Tylenol. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, the good news is that uh, Joe Woods is basically going to be Alex Van Pelt on defense for Dennis Allen. That's the good news, right? So he's not going to be calling the plays. He's going to be help out in the secondary. So um, hopefully uh, I won't have to watch the spider meme defense in New Orleans, but I am uh, I'm bracing for it uh, rather uh, <sighs> unenthusiastically, I think is the way I want to put that. Andy, I am very unenthusiastic about the hire of Joe Woods by my uh, Saints down in the parish, not city. It's the parish of New Orleans. All right. What are those uh, beignets? Oh, your beignets, eyes, right? right? Parish. Those beignets are better known as powdered donuts. Really? What is a beignet? Isn't that it? It's just a powdered donut, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's, a, it's the Cleveland version of a punch key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, come on, man. I get it. I, you know, I'm, I'm down with it. I love the fact that, you know, punch keys have been huge and you've been disinvited to Mardi Gras. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Just, why do they put the little, listen, you strike me as no fun at parties. Let me tell you. Oh, me. I used to be a yeah. lot of fun at parties. And then I, you know what happened? And then, and then you got married and had kids, had the biggest party of our life at, at our wedding. And then it was all downhill after that. Then the parties became Oh my God, do we have to go out and buy more diapers and formula? Oh my God. And then it became the dogs. And now it's it's college. And it's just, oh, it is just I used to be fun, Daryl. I really was. I was a fun guy. At least I think I was fun. Um, I think people used to like me, but now, gosh darn it, I, I'm an underachiever. 
I still I'm like feeling it. Good. I, I just, I know, you know, I just, I'm just, you know, uh, I, I got to tell you, if this podcast doesn't work out, I want to do a podcast called the Middle Age Man Podcast. And really, you would have to go to school anywhere from, I'll go 83 to 90. You would have had to graduate at 83 to 94 ish, maybe. No, you got to go like 97 so that I can. 97? All right, I'll take you to 97. I'm 45. I'm middle age. Oh, there we go. All right. So if you graduated anywhere from 80, I'll even go 81. Some way, somehow, I have avoided, as a single man, I have avoided the midlife crisis. Um, However, the temptations have been there uh, to, you know, freak out about being 45 and single and all that kind of stuff. Don't worry. Um, but uh, I, I, I've not bought a, a sports car, uh, mostly because I can't afford one. Um, I have yeah, that whole midlife crisis also is uh, based on having some cash in your pocket. Yeah, I yeah, I have no cash available to me right now. I am uh, I think I'm broker than the United States government at this point. Mm. Um, <laughs> my my finances my, my finances look like the United States government everything is borrowed cash <laughs> but um but if like, you're not pay, if you don't pay it back you get in trouble but if the government doesn't pay right. it back what's I like I don't get it what's wrong like let's put this way I I think I raise my debt ceiling once a month <laughs> at this point in life you know <laughs> you know it's bad when they put a billboard in front of your house and it's got that running total on it, like yeah. seventy-seven. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, so I've not had the midlight the, the midlight crisis, but I have like so I, I have found like stuff that I used to make fun of my parents, especially my dad growing up about right, right? whether it's you know uh, taste in music, you know the timeline and the taste in music. It's like I totally get it now. Like I listen to eighties and nineties music nonstop. Like I don't listen to a lot of new stuff because I don't, I'm not into a lot of the new stuff. I'm into you summer. are W you are Mr. WNCX right now. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I am their target demographic right now. Um, you know, uh, bands that I grew up listening to are now going into the rock and roll hall of fame. Joe Thomas, who I covered as a rookie in 2007 is mere days away from potentially going into the hall of fame. Yeah, I'm old. I, I, yeah, I think I'm old. I'm, I'm middle age, but I, I, I would, uh, you know, I, I think I would be a pretty solid contributor to the midlife crisis podcast with Andy Baskin. Well, I think it'd be good, and we could do a segment like, you, you know, uh, you know, you're a middle aged Browns fan when you call a radio show and say, oh well, you know, back when Bernie did it, and then you know you're an older fan if you're like. Back when Jim Brown did it, and then you're like Paul Brown, and then and then you got to list your resume. Like I think if you have to list your resume to start the phone call, hi, uh, is this ninety two three the fan? Yeah, yes, it is. Oh, Daryl, hey, a uh, long time listener, uh, first time caller. Want to let you know, you know, my our family had season tickets a long time ago. Uh, we got rid of them because we didn't like so and so. Also, I was there for the drive, the fumble, the shot. Uh, I was there for Jose Mesa's meltdown. Uh, I was there for three of the four losses uh, for the Cavs championship. So now that I have a resume, can I ask a question? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you know what I think we do have to absolutely talk about? What do we Trent, absolutely have to talk about? Yes. Trent Dilfer's comments about Tom Brady. And when he, when he, said, when he said that uh, it's uh, unimpressive what Brady has accomplished. Um, you know what's unimpressive, Trent Dilfer? When I look back not so fondly on your times as Browns quarterback, that right there is the definition 
of unimpressive. What, if you weren't impressed by the fact that he won a Super Bowl after he left New England to go win one with Tampa, what impresses you? I, I don't understand. I know. Yeah, I, do you think he just said it for clicks? I, I don't know why he said it, but I, I, I saw that headline, and then I listened to the clip, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And then the first thing came to my mind was, yeah, you know, what was really unimpressive was your tenure as Cleveland Browns starting quarterback. I'm assuming I'm, I'm thinking that probably, and here's what's amazing. Tom Brady, when he joins, when Tom, oh, by the way, the Raiders have uh, granted permission, have granted quarterback Derek Carr permission to visit with New Orleans, my friend. All right. All right. I, Although I take, no trade is imminent. I, I would I would take Derek Carr with the Saints. Absolutely. That's from Yahoo Sports. Yahoo Sports. Oh, I, I love the sound of that. By the way, also thrown in there was Aaron Rodgers. I get the Aaron Rodgers unimpressive part, right? I mean, all the talent that Rodgers had over the years, he's only got one Super Bowl, but Tom freaking Brady, the guy that was a six-round pick, uh, looked like me at the Combine, you, you know, that famous photo. Yeah. And then he goes on and he wins seven Super Bowls and you're uh, and holds how many NFL records? Like, you're unimpressed with that? So here's the crazy thing, because we brought this up on our show today, that, uh, like, it's mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling to me what LeBron has done as he embarks on becoming the all-time leading scorer in the NBA because and the conversation goes back to Brady about when we talk about the GOAT. Well, you know, Andy, I you know, I remember uh, watching LeBron when he was 16 years old at Akron St. Vincent St. Mary. Can I ask you a question now? Uh, well, it depends. How many games did you see? <laughs> and did you actually pony up any money to watch the pay-per-view games Phelps was doing on TV? I, uh, I watched every one of his Cleveland Cavalier games. How about that? Including playoffs and NBA finals. Uh, but where were you for the draft? And where were you for the draft? I lottery? was working that night. And no, nope, you're not good enough. Can't I, ask a question. I, I remember when LeBron got up and went to shake the commissioner's hand wearing that nice, bright white suit of his. All right, true or false? Austin Austin Carr was on the verge of tears that night. True or false? That is a hundred percent true. That is true. That he is was true. he was on the he he broke out into tears the night they won the draft lottery to get LeBron James. I was doing I did an update from the club lounge during the Indians game. And it was crazy how at the ballpark that night, because it was a good crowd that night, um, it went wild the night LeBron. It the was night like, we won the draft lottery. And then everyone said, oh, man, I hope they don't screw this up by taking Carmelo Anthony. That was like the number one line coming out. So let me go back to this goat. And everyone was worried that LeBron wouldn't want to come play for the Cavs. Like, became, because that became the instant question. Are you willing to come up to Cleveland and play for the Cavs? Like, yeah, so – and then LeBron, after LeBron got drafted, he had a suite. It was decked out with food, and he slept the entire time because it was a – it was a. I mean, I can't imagine – he probably went two days without sleeping the night he got drafted. Yeah, I bet. Because he probably didn't sleep the night before, and then he was on a whirlwind tour after he was uh, the first one selected by the Cavs. All right, so let me just – let's end it on this too. That Tom Brady and LeBron James, like the, the thing about Tom Brady is that there was absolutely zero pressure on him, and he becomes the GOAT. And LeBron had all the pressure in the world on him. I don't know if you saw it, but somebody cover Sports Illustrated, the chosen one. There is an amazing. I don't, I, don't know if there, I don't know if there gets any more pressure than that, Andy. Right uh, there, there is an amazing video that I forgot about that they aired before LeBron's first ever regular season game against Sacramento. Did you ever see this? It's a Nike commercial. Yeah, it's it's where uh, yeah, it's everyone like time stands still. 
Yeah, it, like Ron's dribbling the ball, time state, like time. Yeah, it's, I, so I just saw it again today, and yeah, I totally and he, forgot about he, that. And then, like after 15 seconds, he everyone's like looking at him, waiting for and him to like, do something. George and Gervin, he, yeah, he just smiles, and then the Nike swoosh. It goes to black with the Nike swoosh. It was the great. announcer's like, I can't see. So LeBron has the ball, top of the three point arc, and. Uh, who was it that was on the other side? Sacramento, maybe it was Bibby or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was the, the Kings was the first uh, game. Yeah, so it was a king. And he's standing there and he's guarding LeBron. And LeBron is just standing there and he's got the ball and he looks really nervous. They tried to make him look really nervous and scared. And then they go to all these shots around the venue. And then all of a sudden, uh, Iceman says, Come on, kid, you got this off on the sidelines. And then LeBron looks and he looks scared again. And then all of a sudden he goes, ha, 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 and he takes it to the hole. I got goosebumps watching that again. Yeah. All right. So that was my whole gold conversation. Daryl, it has been a fun show today. I really, I, we want to thank our special guest, Steve Bogus, Mayfield High School hockey coach, who probably had no idea when he woke up this morning he would be as famous as he is. More importantly, <laughs> he's a guy that coached both the Kelsey boys uh, growing up playing hockey. So uh, we want to thank him for his time, and I'm sure he'll get ripped up and down. Daryl, it's been great uh meredith couldn't have produced a better one ever awesome good job meredith kane thank you very much we appreciate you we're back again on thursday he's daryl i'm andy it's always game day in cleveland